Hey everybody, you're listening to episode 13 of the Integrate Yourself podcast with Allison and Maya. I'm Allison Plo, and I'm an intuitive fitness and nutrition coach, and you can find out more about the services I provide and how I help people at pureenergypdx.com. Maya is a health integration specialist, and you can find out more about Maya and the services she provides and how she helps people at mayagotlip.com. Together, we share over 20 years' experience in the field, coaching clients and doing our own research, offering simple self-care strategies and new perspective on nutrition, movement, and emotional intelligence. Today, we invite you to integrate yourself. We encourage you wholeheartedly to be your own authority when it comes to your health and wellness. Our intention is to share with you our perspective. We recommend you always think for yourself and come to your own conclusions. We offer insight on creativity, aging gracefully, and creating a high energy life. One where you have the energy to live the life you love. We appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for listening. We have a great show today. We're going to be talking to Jackie Blake, who is the author of um, a book called Dating as a Spiritual Adventure. She um, has a lot of experience in the dating world, and she's based out of New York, and um, she is kind of, she's got, got a pretty amazing perspective on on dating and looking at a relationship as a healing experience instead of just um, trying to find the one and focusing in on, on that, and, but actually just going into the experience of dating and enjoying the process. And we talk a lot about that. We also talk about the Wonder Woman archetype. We get into that a little bit, um, as well as dating abroad. Like, how do you do that? And, you know, and uh, as well as like how to be an independent woman and travel on your own um, and take trips by yourself. Like, you know, she teaches people how to do that. So um, really, really cool talking to Jackie today. I hope you enjoyed as much as we have. I want to send lots of appreciation out to our listeners for supporting us every week. And thank you so much for all the reviews you've left. Um, I, I love them so much. Um, please keep them coming. Give us your feedback. Uh, you can support the podcast best by doing that and subscribing to us on iTunes. So without further ado, here's the show. So welcome to the show, to the uh, Integrate Yourself podcast, and I'm here with Allison Pillow, and our guest today is Jackie Blake. Welcome, Jackie. How are you? Hi. How are you? Hey. Good. Hello, Integrate Yourself community. Thank you for acknowledging our our integrated um, self uh, community, because that's exactly what we want to talk about, and you are what we call... The, uh, well, you actually called yourself the adventure whisperer. Yes. Uh, you are a dating relationship coach, and you have a book that's called Dating as a Spiritual Adventure, uh, Avoid Red Flags, Rock the Journey, and Find the One. That's and it. that <laughs> is a mouthful and a, an adventureful because it, I can just imagine what that book is entitled in terms of <laughs> great experiences and how rich this whole dating scene has really probably come in the 20th century and the 21st century. And um, so uh, I wanted to also say that you can get reach Jackie um, at JackieBlake.com. She is um, available online and available to clients all around the globe. Um, she also um, is located in New York 
And so if you are in the big city, which, you know, to be a relationship coach is probably the uh, Mac daddy place to be because you are meeting <laughs> so many people right there and then. So Jackie, um, when, uh, one of the things I found so interesting when we met was how um, radiant your energy is about how to just get out there, do it on your own, be authentic and meet people and don't be afraid. And, you know, especially in the dating world. So could you tell the listeners um, your story, a little bit about your story and how you became um, open to knowing this is how you, you navigate? Okay. Well, thank you. Um, so I, I think like most young people, I just sort of got out there and winged it when it came to dating. <laughs> you know, I mean, no one really gives us the guidebook, at least. Uh, no one in our generation gave us the guidebook. Maybe the young ones today have it, or at least they start to click into it because they've seen the secret and they know all about these things, but uh, I did not. <laughs> so um, I think you sort of get out there in your 20s and you have uh, either you meet the one and, and that's fine, or you meet the one and get divorced, or you don't meet the one. And it sort of depends on, you know, in New York, I think um, our dating culture is you know, we have relationships, but we never get married. You know, I like to say we're all for gay marriage. It's straight marriage that we have a problem, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's kind of like how it is. Probably on both coasts, you know? It's yeah, like, right. Yeah. Nice, but straight marriage, whoa, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Slow your roll. You know? <laughs> so, it's very true, actually. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Those are kind of the people I were meeting. I was meeting. And then I think when you get to the end of your 20s, beginning of your 30s, you start to see some patterns, you know. And actually, um, I started seeing patterns in my dating. And that was when I reached out to John McMullen, who I know you guys have both worked closely with as well, um, and worked, reached out to him for coaching, did some, uh, some workshops with Journeys of Wisdom, and realize that the attraction of those, what I considered dysfunctional people, was actually coming from me and was holding up a mirror to me of where I was not healed. So mm. those people where I'm like, before I was sort of like, all men suck. I'm like, wait, but what is this guy teaching me? And it sort of taught me not to invalidate the person that's in front of you and what they're teaching you and what spirit is bringing you but look at them because they may be a mirror. And sure, sometimes you don't connect with someone and it's not right to continue on together. But if you're super triggered by someone or if they do something that hurts you, that's not time to run. It's not time to attack. It's time to go deeper within because there's a seed of healing in there if you're willing to look at it. And once you move through that seed of healing, you're moving on to the next octave of dating experience beyond that. And that's my experience. That's what I coach my clients to do. Um, so that's sort of how I got here. I mean, this was not my initial career. Um, like both of you, I've done a lot of work with the Czech Institute. Um, I was a personal trainer and I sort of, uh, just like dated like sort of everyone in New York city. <laughs> and, you know, I started a blog about it, and because I kind of look like Carrie Bradshaw, I called my blog Soulmate in the City. Oh, and nice. <laughs> I, you know, it was like remix. Yeah. And it was funny. I mean, like, I had, like, a funny blog, but some of the posts depressed me uh -huh. after I wrote them. 
And I realized it was because, you know, yeah, sure, I was telling these funny stories, but getting a laugh out of the readership at the expense of my funny stories was continuing to bring me down because I was stuck in the dysfunction. Number one. Number two, um, I think a concept we all heard discussed by uh, J.P. Sears of Ultra Spiritual, who I consider to be a master of humor, um, and he was talking about when you use humor among, or I should say, at the expense of people or things you don't respect. And I was, you know, using situations that would happen with men who were engaging in disrespectful behavior, and I did not respect them. So using them for like the butt of the joke, which was then draining me. Mm. So I actually discontinued the blog, and I was like, well you know, what am I going to do with all this? And that was when I wrote the book. I was like, well, how am I going to show people how I've lifted myself up to the next octave of dating? Very cool. So this yeah. book, I think, is written for me when I was 23. And I didn't know any of this. <laughs> um, everyone else's inner 23-year-old has not gone down the road. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you bring up that. Um, Allison, do you have a question? I, I, I don't know if you... Oh, no, go ahead. No, it's fine. Yeah, I'm just listening. So (laughs) one of the things I noticed about like uh, a lot of, you know, things you get in in self-help in terms of dating is, you know, look for, list the the good things about this, uh, what you're looking for, list the bad things, uh, you know, make these charts, do this, do that, you know, make sure this person is, you know, in your, um, in the values that you would want. And so there's a lot of this kind of like advice giving. What would you say is the biggest myth that you found by your experience and what you have read through all the years of all those magazines and self-help books? Ah, so you mean the biggest myth in terms of attracting a partner or? Yes, in terms of the dating advice. Like, you know, this is how you're going to get your man or woman or partner or whatever. What would you say is the biggest myth on that? There's a couple. I think number one is that if you're single, you're doing something wrong. And I just find that so insulting because um, how dare we shame someone who's going through their own healing process. And I think we also don't know the plan that God, the universe, spirit has for us. And maybe it's time to be single. You know, maybe it's time to work on a career that's going to move you to a new place where you're going to meet a partner that really meets your values, you know? So Mm. number one, that if you're single, you're doing it wrong. And also that if someone's married, they're doing it right. Because you don't know what's going on on the inside of someone's marriage. It could be truly loving and communicative, or it could be, you know, it's too expensive to get divorced. So... That's number one. Um, let's see. Biggest myths. Um, that's a good one. Well, and I, I really think that uh, I really think that's important for people to hear, Jackie, because you know, for women to be by themselves or single, um, you know, it's just recently become kind of accepted, but it hasn't been before. That in is the past. very true. Yeah, that is very so. true. And actually, um, to that point. I am actually from a traditional culture. My family is Jewish. I am probably the first 39-year-old unmarried woman that was not mentally ill in our family. <laughs> so I'm not even joking. Yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. You know, the other ones that made it to this age and were single 
had some serious issues going on. I, um, yeah. so I can understand. And, I mean, that you know, yeah. the things you have to deal with in societies for yeah. all the um, judgment, I guess, around that. So the judgment. And yeah. you know, here's the thing: a hundred years ago, that would have been valid because, as a woman out on my own, I probably was in danger. I probably was right. in financial danger, possible physical danger, um, danger of providing for my own needs. I mean, women have did it back then, but I understand that. Yeah. In 2017, that's completely moot. Yeah. As a woman alone, <laughs> I'm not in danger, but we've held on to those old values. Um, and that's why I think that uh, talking about your other, I think your other business, which is like helping women travel who are mm -hmm. single, right? And kind yep. of explore themselves um, independently, you know, like without, or feeling safe that way, I suppose. So I yes. thought that was really super cool too. And I don't know Thanks. if you want to talk a little bit about that. Sure, but, sure. Yeah. I actually, yeah, I've, I actually had a really interesting client. So I'll go into that. But um, so part of what I do, um, I think this Elizabeth Gilbert opened a Pandora's box <laughs> and yeah. everyone, if they are single, they want to eat, pray, love, or if you're getting <laughs> divorced, you're like, girl, I'm going to go to Rome. <laughs> I mean, it's like, screw you. Uh, right. <laughs> I think that's true because a lot of them want, you know, the pizza. I know that I would love to be eating at some mausoleum, you know, or some outside in the in beautiful sunshine with a nice cheese pizza, you know, going, yeah. yes, I'm happy. <laughs> Although, so I actually just, um, I'm having a blog come out in a few weeks about that. And one of the things I said is that the Americans generally don't have trouble with the eat. Okay. It's like, right. we in the yeah. we eat. we've got the eat, you know, nobody yes. yeah. to eat. We'll show up in Rome. It's like, yeah. check, I ate. I, we'll show yes. up in like, places where there's no food or a famine and we'll find ways to eat. So right. <laughs> the pray love, you know, and especially the love, we really all want the love, but I the think more, the, pray, yeah. the pray comes in through the love because sort of online dating and using it abroad is a new phenomenon. And I can understand how someone who has not done it could be like, what am I doing here? Is this weird? Are these people even real or what's going on? And my personal opinion is that the universe actually does want to bring you expansive experiences when you travel. Now, we don't have control that those will necessarily be romantic, expansive experiences. They may be artistic. They may be friendship. They may be anything, but expansive nonetheless. So it's just to be open to that. And sure, set up your dating apps, see who you meet, set an intention, but at the same time, again, see who's showing up. And so I actually mm -hmm. just had a client that went to, she did go to Rome. And she was visiting a friend over there who's working and, you know, she had just gone through a breakup and she really wanted to, you know, have some hot action in Rome. So she, we set up three of her apps and made them accurate and she was all ready and she kept trying to like meet these guys, you know, and it wasn't working out and one of them blew her off and, you know, it just wasn't coming together. And so I happened to know this woman because I had spoken to her in depth before she left and she's a very... I want to say um, career-driven New York woman. And I understand in most of her life, she needs to take on a lot of masculine energy. And I totally respect that because a lot of people do in their career. But that's not going to bring what you want. Not in this situation. Right. Yeah. The, universe, mm. the universe will receive, excuse me, the universe will give when you're ready to receive. But when you're like, universe, where's my stuff? The universe is like, could you shut up? I can't give it to you. So, um, 
I told her, take a feminine approach. Let's see what the universe is trying to bring to you. And she did. And there was this guy that was trying to message her on the apps that she really wasn't taking note of before. But once I told her to receive and to be still and see what gifts were coming, she messaged him. The next day, she sent me a picture of the two of them. And he was cute. And they basically spent the week riding around on his motor scooter in Rome and in bed. And you know what? Wow. That sounds amazing. <laughs> she had a little Rome. I mean, this guy was gorgeous, you know? Yeah. Wow. So you brought up these travel apps. Which ones would you recommend to our listeners to help start their opening of, you know, that adventure if they would chose to? Yeah. Um, I think it depends what you are looking for. Um, I think, so Tinder, uh, it's funny, Tinder historically has been kind of like a hookup app, although now people have met their, you know, wives and husbands on there. So you actually mm -hmm. just never know. Um, I do think Tinder is worldwide, and that's why it's great. Um, some of the other ones that are worldwide are Bumble, and Bumble is the one where the women have to act first. So you may or may not okay. like that. I think that one was actually developed that um, you wouldn't have to deal with guys like sending you like a barrage of gross messages and dick pics and all of this stuff, you know, right. so it's <laughs> kind of the more female friendly. And I also heard yeah. from people, um, if the guys act like jerks, they kick them off. Whereas on Tinder, if that's not the case, you have to block them yourself. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So let's say Tinder, Bumble, Happen is also worldwide and Happen goes by your location. Like it'll show you where you and a guy like cross paths at a certain uh -huh. intersection in Edinburgh or New York City or Madrid or anywhere. And oh, that's, that's kind of cool, though. I have to stop uh -huh. you there. That's kind of, you know, like what, what was that mo uh, movie uh, uh, where they kept crossing paths and then they never meet? And it was like the whole movie was like that. It was kind of one of those. Um, at the know. end, do they ever meet? And then I think they do meet. Gosh, I can't remember the name oh. of it. But I'll, anyways, it, that's that sounds like an amazing kind of yeah. app, though. And it's Little actually not not when you're actually like we're both at the intersection of 34th and Broadway. It's like maybe I walk down 34th and Broadway at 11 a.m. and you oh. walk down at 2 p.m. Yeah. But this is a place that we both frequent, so maybe we'd like to meet. You know. <laughs> So, oh, like, okay. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. yeah but that's still, together. that's kind of cool the way where I think about how I met my husband in college, but we lived literally like five miles away from each other. And, you know, high schools and stuff like that were in the same area. They, they you know, how many times I might have passed by him and not even known, right? So that kind of is a, is a, a little bit of like one of those like um, storybook things where you're yeah. like, you know, that, I don't know. I, that movie keeps like popping destiny. up. Like, <laughs> yeah, like destiny. Yeah. There's a little destiny there. There's a little there's bit a little of destiny like. There. Well, here's the thing. There's destiny there, in my personal opinion, when you travel. Yeah. I have used Happen in New York City. And the problem with it is, so I live in New Jersey. I work in New York City. And it shows, oh, you cross paths at the Lincoln Tunnel. Yeah, I probably cross paths with a million people a day <laughs> at the Lincoln Tunnel. Okay. Because we all commute into the city yeah. that way. You know? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Like that's not destiny. You yeah, know, just like that's just, just daily work. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Right, right. We cross paths at Edinburgh Castle. It's like whoa, or you know, or we cross paths. You know, at some at the the Louvre or something. I don't know. For me, that <laughs> a little more romantic than the Lincoln Tunnel. You know. Yes, it takes a bit more effort to be able to say, well, we both got on a plane, went to somewhere, and you were there at the same time, right? Yeah. 
That's it. That's, That's it. It's true. <laughs> so that is an, I do like that location-based app. And then the other ones that are um, very international are also Plenty of Fish. And, oh, my oh. God, what is the other one? Plenty of Fish. There's a open. lot of them. I didn't there, know there were so many. This is what, did you see the study? I think it, it was in Aziz Ansari's new book, Modern Love that I think it was in 2012, I could be wrong on the exact study, but in 2012 or so, 33% of people met their husband or wife online. Like wow, this, it's really, wow. It's getting that big. It is get to where one third of marriages meet online. I mean, this That's is- incredible. This is huge. Think, is, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, and if you think about where they're coming from, where people, when they first started doing like, like eHarmony and stuff like that, it was a drudgery and people were always putting up fake pictures of themselves or, you know, or there was this bad story of like, oh God, I used to be on those online programs and this, you know, this horror story comes out of it. But now that it's turned over to this, yeah, like more people are finding each other through the online pr process. It means, it means there's something really different about how the world is changing, I think. I don't yeah. know about you guys. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll tell you my opinion on that. It's a great point. So you still get the fake profiles, okay? Right. You still, <laughs> I think they call it yeah, catfish. Yeah, that would change right now. You still get, and, and the way I describe it, I mean, I, I besides abroad, in the, in the United States, I've only used the dating apps in New York and New Jersey. So I really only have a basis for that. I can't speak to the rest of the country. But the way I describe it is, um, let's say someone said to me or a single person, um, if you swim through the New York City sewage system, you have a 33% chance of meeting your husband. Would you do it? Would you guys do wow. it? You gotta swim through the New York City sewer, but wow. you could come out one one in three chance of coming out with your husband. That's one what in I'm three? Engaged. Yeah, that's I don't, I don't know if his odds are that good though. <laughs> that's, that's just my experience in New York and New Jersey, but you are swimming through the sewer. The that's sewer. pretty uh, hardcore. Make yeah. that is my experience. <laughs> Maybe other people have another experience, but it is the sewer. But you could come out with your husband. Would you do it? Well, so sometimes, maybe. sometimes yeah. I don't. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> right? Maybe. Um, I don't know. I've been around the sewers, and they're not. I don't know. Swimming in yeah. it, I can't tell you. Especially with all the drug issues that we have, and you know. I don't know. I if it you. was just that, one and, time, and so there's I, all <laughs> I mean, it really is a correlation there. So I have the utmost respect for anyone that is just going it in the sewer. Yeah. Know? That you do not take anyone else's stuff personally. It doesn't pierce your aura. So can I do that? On some great days, I can. I can fill myself up with such love that I'm like, it really doesn't matter where this person's coming from. I know where I'm coming from. But in the middle of like a 40 hour work week, ah, my, my bubble of love may be pierceable. You know? <laughs> like, I, and if, I, if some guy sends me a dick pic, like I, I wish I could say I was coming from the bubble of love, you know? <laughs> I yeah, I, I know this is going to be an odd way of saying this, but when you showed us that picture, I must oh my say, God. That, that was never left me, and crazy, I, that is my only dick pic probably I'll ever really say it was art, <laughs> but I mean, very, I very have unique. To say, yes. Creativity we should probably is tell the viewers about what we're talking about. Okay, so, <laughs> so viewers. I'll go back, back. So if it's you, I mean, I don't know if we're so going to be getting into any explicit content, but if 
if it is a little uh, too risque, uh, if you have kids around, just take them out or put your headphones on them or something. So just just to give please. everybody a heads up, it's <laughs> in case we go into anything, you know. <laughs> yeah, adult material. Adult I'll material. Yeah. I, I just felt like um, it, it, it helped me realize how, you know, we do a lot of things to get ourselves out there. I mean, we, you write a book, we do things to say, Hey, look at me. I'm, I, I'm, I'm the, your one that you want to pick from everyone else out there to either be in the moment with you for however long that moment is. And I found that when you actually brought that picture of how <laughs> someone was creative enough to show their, uh, you know, I'll say it genitals, just, to really impress you in the way that he did that, I thought, you know, and let's this just say it was is, very artful. This, <laughs> yeah, yes. Right. It, well, ropes were amazingly done well. I mean, let me let me give the viewers a little. I'm not gonna. Obviously, we're not gonna post it on the page no. because that's just going a little too far. But uh, so for the viewers, backtrack the story. I met a guy in Edinburgh on on Tinder, um, and he was into the fetish world you know, sort of ropes and suspension. And when I met him, like, I didn't realize all of this. And I felt kind of naive. And I said to him, like, this is really not my world. Like, maybe you don't want to meet me. You want to meet someone else, you know. And he insisted he wanted to meet me. Anyway, he sent me a very artful black and white nude involving himself in an artfully uh, tied up position that, I mean, would seem kind of strange, but it was so artful that it actually was great. And, really and for did. these two yeah. dignified women to agree that it was like the most, it was the best dick pic ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, and I had to, I had came from, come from yeah. that, like, first, what's a dick pic? And then yeah. it came from the place of, well, damn right he did a good job. Like, that was, <laughs> like, impressive. Like, if I wasn't just, you know, like some, you know, you see in a magazine, just, you know, some, or some high school thing. That was, like, thought retaining that someone really kept. Yeah, like, you really had to go <laughs> out of your way to make a picture. And maybe he sends it to everyone. I don't know. It's not the point. But what I really found was... If, we're, if you're in that dating world and you're online, that is, um, I think, a, a window of seeing how creative people have become to really find their uh, authentic, maybe, way. I don't know. You said he's into fetish stuff, so that may, for him, been something amazing. But I, I just found that was just a rich conversation to have with you and that you were really compassionate with this guy, too. And you actually did it when you met him. You actually had one of these experiences where you were saying, it was the funnest day of my life in terms of, and I'm rephrasing, so, you know. But that meant you went out across the ocean you ended up going and meeting this you know what people would consider a little bit out of there you know crazy you know whatever oh yeah and then you <laughs> ended up having a perfectly great um experience where you felt confident that you chose someone who was a little risky and you went out all the way out there had a good time and came home happy healthy and very much satisfied with your night out which yeah. is really important, I think, for dating, because if you don't come from a place of secureness, you know, confidence, mm -hmm. how do you go out in the world and, and expect yourself to have mm -hmm. a great date with someone you don't even know, right? right. Like, that's... Yeah. I and and I, I would, would add, you know, it sounded like you set pretty healthy boundaries with him, too, from what, the way you described it. 
And I think that's important yeah. for people to yeah. know too. Like you don't have to, you know, just because you're going on a date with someone, you you can still set boundaries and kind of be clear on what you do and don't want to do and and all that yes. stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. And actually, so now I'm sure the readers are dying to know the story. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. so feel free to share uh, if you want. I yeah. Share. And actually, listeners, this story is in my book, Dating is a Spiritual Adventure. Okay? Awesome. So um, I actually prefaced this story in the book with the quote by Mae West, a dame that knows the ropes isn't likely to get tied up. Ooh, I like that. Oh, Which that's awesome. has a double on top here. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that's really awesome. You know, yeah. so but um, it, I think it also shows how you weren't judgmental. Like, you know, some people say they get onto Tinder and they start swiping based on all their old old programming of values like oh don't have blue eyes don't have green you know this isn't this you have this profession yeah. right or yeah. this guy's freaking me out because there's something weird about him and he tells you with the truth his truth and and then when you came to come from a space of saying yeah that's your that's your preferences this isn't my preferences but maybe we can have a night where we get to know each other and then see what we can find that we like about each other and then if it doesn't it's just it was a nice experience you know it's like you know it's like wearing a pair of shoes for a little while and saying yeah i wear them i love them i'm giving them away you know like it just happened that way or you can have those shoes that you love and you wear all the time right it's just that same I know this analogy went somewhere different, but I'm just saying that there is a preference of saying how do you how do you honor yourself and say, you know what, I don't have a judgment about what you just what you bring. I want to yeah. know what I can see about you, about me. You know and that those things kind of come. Yeah, yeah, and experiencing the the fun you had instead of like treating it as like, oh, this isn't the guy, so forget it. You know, and mm-hmm. which you know what, Allison, to that point, I did that for years. Yeah. And there were so many missed opportunities. Yeah. And you know, what I would like to say, what I learned from that again is never invalidate a person that spirit has brought across your path. I like because that. the truth yeah. is you will know inside something is wrong here. All right. There and there's been times when I've met someone who maybe didn't send me a dick pic, just sent me a message that just felt weird and I shut it down. Nothing in me registered alarm with this man. So I would say, I mean, to the listeners, if something registers alarm with you, done yeah done you don't you don't know these people they're all strangers and really the only thing that people online have to do is convince you that they're halfway normal and you'd like to meet them you know (laughs) so if anything yeah right anything registers alarm shut it down but do not invalidate someone that god has brought across your path so there's so many reasons i would have invalidated this man in the past i mean the dick pic his fetish life which all i really need to do is say that's not my world. I don't know if you want to meet me. And he was like, actually, you're really cute. I love Americans. I'd love to, right? He was also Muslim. I'm Jewish. That in the past. Whereas, again, maybe that's creating all the divisions in our society right now because we're invalidating all things based on things. We don't even know these people, you know? (laughs) So, um, and also, like, then there's the part of me, you know, for the longest because I'm Jewish and my family wanted me to marry a Jew. I dated anything but Jews. Black eyes, (laughs) So then there's the part of me that wants to rebel, like, ooh, the Muslim guy, this is so forbidden, you know. But in any case, um, we did meet, and this was last year. It was in Edinburgh. I was there. I was actually finishing this book. I just needed to get out of New York, and so I was doing a little online dating. And um, 
something told me to really meet this guy. And, you know, I talk about it in the book. And um, it was the Celtic holiday of Beltane, which is sort of like the midway point between the spring equinox and summer equinox, which is ironic because today is the summer equinox. But in any case, um, oh, actually, the summer solstice, spring equinox. So it was like the beginning of summer. And so the city of Edinburgh has this big fire festival. And he had an extra ticket. And I never would have went to this cool oh, thing yeah. without, yeah. you know. So we went to the Beltane Fire Festival. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then um, there was an after party for all of the Beltane Fire Festival performers who were like naked, painted, <laughs> you know, like drumming. Right. Again, so I got an, a ticket to the invite only after party at this club in Edinburgh. And it was basically like a painted drumming dance party. Cool. Now, when do you get to do that? Like, I, I would have been in my bed. Right. Okay. Yeah. But here I I'm literally <laughs> dancing till five a.m. in my bra, painted, <laughs> uh, having a total adventure. Now, yeah. What is the experience of self this man brought to me? When I travel, I stay sober because I do not think you can hear the inner directives when you are drunk or under the influence. So That's I know my point. limits. So of course, yeah. I can't. you can hear the inner directives when you're sober, relatively sober. You know, I had maybe two drinks. That's what I can handle nowadays. And what was coming up for me was a little bit of shame. Why? I'm a 38-year-old woman in a nightclub. There are no children here. No one's judging us. I'm not doing anything wrong. I can make out with this guy, and he's respecting the boundaries I've set. But I've created judgment around expressing that sort of sexuality and sensuality. So I had to look at the judgments that I put on myself and say, God, I beat myself into the ground in New York when I have genuine experiences of sensuality and sexuality. And it took me being out of my environment to notice that judgment of myself, which has healed a lot of my experiences back home. So that's yeah. why, you know, so he was actually an angel. Now he and I are friends. We're friends on Facebook, awesome. you know, we're, cool. yeah. yeah, I mean, he, he loves the fact that he's in the book. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Like, like, but um, but anyway, when I say in the past, I would say, "Oh, this guy is not marriage material." Nah, I'm not going to meet him. How much sooner could I have had that lesson, or any number of lessons, if I would have let the universe bring them to me the first time? Yeah, and think about how right. much more fun you had doing it that way too. <laughs> That's no, I right? mean, like, what a great way to get a lesson. Like, yeah, I mean, I went home. Covered in pain. Yeah. You know, and again, <laughs> thirty-eight years old, out till five in the morning. Uh, I mean, it was a great, yeah. great vacation. A great way to get that lesson. That's awesome. I love that story. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thanks Me for too. sharing. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> so, um, one of the things I noticed about um, what uh, comes up with a lot of people and relationships is that they. They tend to take um, either it very seriously or not seriously enough. And what would you say is a way for people to um, navigate what they believe is their truest values? Like, what would you say would help them um, be a better dater? I don't know if that's how you say it, but that's how I'm going to say it today. Okay. How to be a better dater. That's a great question. You know, um, Number one, show up and be open. Um, and 
ask questions. I think so often on dates, we feel like, again, with people who are not validating whose spirit would put in front of them, a lot of people do consider a first date like a job interview, which completely kills any erotic yeah. energy at all. Okay? Pretty much, like, yeah. Like, well, I went Joyless. to Rutgers and, you know, like, <laughs> right. and I've, I've never been unemployed. Like, I, it just, you know, um, so be open, ask questions. And it's not so much about proving. I think, um, and you guys have explored this as well, the question that we ask in John, uh, in Journeys of Wisdom that John McMullins asked, why would anyone want to be your partner? Why would anyone want you as a partner? Yeah. And John got me the first time he asked me that and probably got a lot of people because I was like, because I'm cute, I can cook, <laughs> for my skills. You know, Let me show you all of my external abilities. Right? You know? Let me show you why I proved to myself and you. Exactly. And uh, once you start proving, that person owns you. You know, uh, yeah, there it's, is, it's suffering. Like they basically. own you. You've yeah. given away your own power, and you've given away the natural magic. Because I do believe true partners, soulmates, or even me and the guy in Edinburgh that are brought together by spirit. Mm -hmm. In any regard, we will spend as much time as we're meant to spend together, and then when it's over, it's over, and that could be five dates or fifty years down the line. Um, there is a natural trajectory. So for all daters, just to know that you don't have to prove. If someone does not like you, um, you can't own that responsibility. Now, if many people are giving you the same feedback, that you want to listen to. Because you may not understand how you're projecting yourself. And if, um, gosh, if many people keep saying to you, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of what like a feedback would be that is... Uh, well, let's see. You know what? That's actually not valid because I have to say most people don't give feedback on first dates. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, you know, and I, I've spoken about because I've given feedback, meaning like when I've gone out with someone and I don't want to see them again and they're like, why? I nicely tell them mm -hmm. why. I try, right? But people don't give feedback. So that's tough. Let's see how we can reframe that. So, Okay. Obviously, if someone doesn't like you, you can't take it too personally. But if your friends that know you and that you trust give you feedback, i.e., you're not warm enough or you're not vulnerable or you hold your true self back okay, or yeah. you make inappropriate jokes because it deflects from vulnerability, let like the feedback from your close people in because, yeah, if you're on a date and the moment's about to get sexy and you make a fart joke because you're afraid of the intimacy, that's going to be a turnoff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So basically mm -hmm. not showing your true self, basically, you're saying. Kind of yeah. all the ways we not deflect that. Yeah. Yes. Not show or, and also, um, I used to do that. That's how I know about that. <laughs> I would say inappropriate things or TMI on a date. And I was like, what, what happened? Why am I like performing and TMIing and doing that. And I was afraid of intimacy. Yeah. You know, I was, yeah. or maybe I was feeling judged. So it was sort of like a rebellion, you know, yeah. again, be just, be aware, be aware of what the person brings up in you and um, don't take it too personally. 
because we all sort of are on this random journey where with the apps, I will say, it's not like when we were in our Journeys of Wisdom seminar and we met people that were immediate kin because we all are in, you meet people that may have nothing in common with you that you were like, he's hot, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And that may or may not translate in real life. We daters that are online just meet a lot more people who may be totally out of your realm. And that's okay. Mm. You don't need to bring anyone into your realm, you know. Um, And I would say to that end, to uh, set an intention for how you want to feel on the date. Because, Mm. you know, one thing I've said to people, you know, yes, you can use the secret and say, I want to attract an Asian tech wizard with an eight pack. And, you know, you can... And you can be a total magician and use the secret uh. and attract the Asian tech wizard with an eight pack that makes seven. Fi- you can do that. Like we can be magicians, but it's again, it's like the universe is standing back. Like, well, here you go. That wasn't the one. You guys have absolutely nothing in common. So you could right. mess around as long as you'd like to. When you're actually ready to receive your partner, we're waiting, you know? Mm. So, instead of I want to meet this guy with this criteria, I want to feel this way. I want to feel like I'm having fun. I want to feel like I'm communicating. I want to feel like I'm being heard. I want to feel like I'm taking in someone else's soul, whatever it is. Because then, even if it's not a love connection, you had fun. Yeah, you know? yeah. Totally. It has value. Yeah. Value. So maybe you meet a new business connection, maybe a new friend, maybe someone who's really cool, but the chemistry is not there. Or maybe someone you're going to go on five fun dates with and then it fizzles out, you know? But talk about how you want to feel. Mm, that's um, great. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's about really, it's about the connection in, in overall, right? Because it's, whether it's a small connection or a short connection or a long connection, like you're, the whole idea is really to connect, right? And through the heart, I would think for most people, right? Yeah. Um, and, and no yeah. connection is ever based. Yeah. No so, yeah. how many of your clients are looking for the one, like, and... And how many of them actually wake up to realizing it's the one and within that they're looking for? Like, what, uh, what do you, what do you yeah. think about that? Yeah. So uh, this is great. I, I will say the one benefit to our cultural myth of the one and romance and you know the notebook and all of that. You know, the one great thing about that is it does get us to wake up when we're not meeting the one. So, for instance, I was coaching with a client recently who um, has had entanglements with married men. And we were talking about it and why she'll give married men a chance, but she won't give single guys a chance because she'll meet a single guy and say, he's not marriage material, so I'm not going to give him a chance. But she gives right them. And what's going on there, really? And what I said to her, I was like, because with a married man, you're not actually risking. He's not actually available. So she is saying she's looking for the one And she's like, I hate myself. I feel like I'm trying to ruin someone else's life. And I was like, I don't think you're trying to ruin someone else's life. I think that you are so afraid of vulnerability, that you are so afraid of a single man, because if you go out and he decides he doesn't want you, it will wreck you. And we have to get to the place where someone else's opinion of you does not wreck you, where the inside Mm. is so full that if someone else says, not for me, you're like, well, okay, I mean, this sucks, but thank you, because if I'm not for you, then there's someone else for both of us. Yeah, so true. I say 
all the single people are looking for the one. And I know people right. don't like to hear that and they don't like it. Oh, you should be happy with yourself. Like bullshit. Everybody's looking for the one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when they're going to find the one and if they can be happy on the journey to the one, that's really yeah, the key. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's a, it's a, it's a, a fun, interesting journey. It's just amazing where we put our time limits or time frames where we want to have this in our life and we want to put this in this direction because we have these control issues, you know, and, you know, there's this whole thing about wanting to be, um, you know, having kids at a certain age or you want to be, um, you know, doing this when you, you know, and that, that, there's all these great ways of looking at it, but when you really come to it and find why the roadblocks are, are self-placed, you kind of have to realize, okay, I'm doing this because I'm not ready for that next move through that path, you know? Yes. So, yes. Um, and, and dating seems to be an easier place for people to see that when they're like, I don't understand what happened to that relationship I have with this person, or I don't understand why I keep getting the same person over and over again. And, you know, and that's where one of like your, what you're saying with your coaching, you help them develop a way to see where they're stuck and open up themselves to their vulnerability, which is an amazing tech, you know, for everyone. We all need someone to help us kind of say, look, is this really what you're looking for and why, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, to, to add to what you were saying, you know, um, part of what I write about in my book is if you keep attracting the same thing, right? Like I said, late 20s, early 30s, we start to get to Patternville. Yeah. And we're like, mm. I keep attracting narcissists. So, I, I mean, I'll just use a personal example in my own life that I write about in the book. Um, what actually got me to write the book and start thinking about this stuff was I did attract a narcissist that I was in love with. I mean, I was in love with him, honey, and <laughs> infatuation, love, everything, um, <clears throat> who broke my heart, okay? So I was obviously very hurt when it dissolved. But when I looked at it and I was calling him a narcissist, I actually had to look at my own narcissism, which was oh, painful, yeah. but healing. So meaning, um, I'll give you just like sort of a brief what was going on with him. He um, was actually just beginning a therapy process for um, – for traumatic events that happened in his childhood and was just coming to terms with this as a man in his late thirties and was starting this and all this stuff was coming up for him. And obviously a man in their late thirties, just beginning the healing of trauma is maybe not ready for a partnership. You know, I mean, maybe he's really got to go within first before he's ready to get in with somewhere else, someone yeah. else. And at that time I was owning the shame that I wasn't enough for him to be my partner. And why aren't I enough that I can make it better for him? But talk about narcissism. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. This man was going through the worst hell of his life, and I was making it about me. It had nothing to do with me. So his narcissism, oh, God, it was so painful, but it helped me look at my own and start to heal that. And since that, I really believe I've been so much better able to be present for every man since because I look at, gosh, what is he going through? Like, what's right. going on on the other end of That's this? That's really cool. The level yeah. of empathy that yeah. we yeah. all need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, again, and that's a journey of maturity. Some people are born with it in their 20s. God bless them. I don't know how. I was not. <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> Maybe if that was Deepak Chopra. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, that's why I think, you know, it's so hard not to take it personally because it's a very personal experience, but that's such a good point yeah. you make. It's like, well, you got to remember, like, everybody is experiencing life so differently and everybody's got stuff they're working through and it could have nothing to do with you. So, at all. You just, yeah, at it's all about all. timing, I guess. Timing. And also, um, he and I, I think we're meant to uncover wounds in each other. Yeah, yeah, but we that makes sense. Dance into the future together. Yeah, and so there's, know, a, there's pe- there are those people in your life that are meant for that, right? Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. We were meant to bring up wounds in each other. Look at them, you know, and oh God, look at it. But we were not meant to dance together into the future. Yeah, and um, that is hard to take. That sometimes uh, the universe, spirit remove someone that's that's not going where you're going you know um I think that's been the hardest thing for me just with people in general just like when you know that's really been a uh, I think for me that's been the hardest work right there is getting comfortable with that yeah Yeah. what's been your experience with it well I think uh more for me it's more about like just friends and clients moving on in life you know and me, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I think for me, I have deep loyalty uh, in the past and it's, uh, that for me is, I've, I've actually, you know, gotten to a point where that's not such a, such a big deal anymore. And I can kind of see how the, the ebb and flow of life and how things are meant to be and, and, uh, you know, the purpose that that relationship served in my life and, and that kind of thing, but it's still hard, you know, because I, uh, it's getting a lot easier, but I, it was something that I really struggled with early on and took it personally <clears throat> and felt like it, it, I was doing something wrong. And like you said, I went through a similar situation where I was like, oh, you know, I'm not enough to save this person. Of course, I'm not enough to save this person. They have to save themselves, right? Yes. So um, why would I take on that? kind of responsibility and I almost think like going a little bit off the subject but on the subject with the whole Wonder Woman movie I kind of almost feel mm. like women are being like again now we're supposed to be saving are we supposed to be saving people I don't know <laughs> it's like you know what I actually I have to see that movie and, and I haven't seen it I have yeah. to say I've seen the previews but I just that's what it looks like to me it's like well she's you know it's interesting everybody. you should bring that up because yeah. last night um I I this is the one lovely thing about being in New York City I got to stroll into a Marianne Williamson lecture last night and I love me some Marianne (laughs) and she was talking about the Wonder Woman uh, Superman archetypes okay yeah yeah it's interesting what she was saying is you know it's like and this is again I'm quoting Marianne here this is not mine Mm -hmm. But she was saying, uh, and I did not see Wonder Woman, so I cannot comment, but right. Superman. Clark Kent was sort of this, like, nebbish character, you know <laughs> what I mean? Kind of like a geek with the glasses. Right. And then he got his cape. Yeah. And he was Superman. And I'm sure Wonder Woman has a cape, too, right? Because superheroes, does, yeah. they have the cape. What, <laughs> what is the cape? She's so, got the bracelets. And the bracelets. And the bracelets. She got the bracelets. Yeah. She got the boots. I, mean, I used to like, be, I girls. used to love Wonder Woman when I was a kid. That's what I dressed up as. <laughs> yeah. <it's true. laughs> It was great. But um, so what the cape is, in A Course in Miracles terms, is the Holy Spirit behind you and oh, the power okay. of God behind you. Oh, I didn't know and that. As it says um, in The Course in Miracles, fear is a sure sign that you're trusting in your own power. I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm going to make yeah. this happen. And when you have fear around an outcome, it's because you're trusting in yourself. When you're oh. trusting 
in the divine plan of life and again the power of god behind you to use you where you are most useful in the world uh-huh. it takes away the fear and brings you into faith and so are we supposed to save people you know what we're supposed to put on the cape of holiness and ask god where would you have me serve i i and like god that will say, yeah you work with this client and not that you will save you will serve um, so yeah. anyway, that's a little Marianne. I, I love. Marianne. I like the serve right. thing. I, that sounds a lot better to me than saving. Yeah, yeah. Than saving, yeah. And, and with the backing of the universe behind you, that the universe has put you in the space to heal the space. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. or to bring awareness to the space, or bring joy to the space, or humor to the space. Yeah, yeah. And I love all of what that you're saying. I think one of the things I have um, a little issue with this whole Wonder Woman issue is that we're being programmed again in some ways to be that um, uh, the, the super figure that will do anything to help others. Like we'll sacrifice our time, we'll sacrifice our lives. And, you know, and it's also like a promotional thing. I kind of have this negative part about being... Um, mentally drawn into, um, you know, purchasing something that's Wonder Woman-ish, you know, like I don't want to be driven over and over again. Like I remember when I grew up, we had that commercial where the woman came home, fried up in a pan, the whole, you know, that commercial where, you know, she was the woman and she wore, you know, sexy clothing and she could do it all. And then we had the examples of, um, what's her name? Um, uh, uh, the she, she did she did everything and everybody was all of um uh oh gosh what's her name uh she went to jail what's her name come on guys um, oh, she went to jail but she did everything. I know right she was the one who <laughs> she was Lorena she, Bobbitt <laughs> <laughs> yeah she did no come on she was she not a superhero perfectly. though I don't know she maybe did everything perfectly. oh like, uh, not, uh, no I don't know she did everything perfectly and yeah. Went- TV show and she all had oh the, Martha the, Stewart uh, Martha Stewart oh okay <laughs> oh yes yes yeah yes, she's right? still perfect everything was perfection yeah. right yeah. and it was all about like yeah. how we're gonna you know we're gonna cook up this humongous meal yeah. and we're gonna have you know this beautiful thing and yeah. you know all that I remember growing up with that pressure of trying to do it all and then learning from other teachers about how you you know you've got to be careful about giving away your energy too much and you know and one of those things about Wonder Woman that comes up for me is like Wonder Woman comes from a far place far away some galaxy far away and she she's learns an alien. is she an alien she Superman. Is. yeah oh, i don't know and she has superpowers oh, she's an alien okay she has superpowers yeah, yeah. okay she's not like the rest of us no okay? she's got super strength <laughs> great <laughs> and and an invisible plane by the way so yeah. i'm not really <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the invisible plane yet. So um, I I just really find that these tools to try to promote us as women, like we're going through a lot of political changes. There's a lot of, you know, things we've seen in uh, how people are walking and protesting for women's rights, how we're afraid of women's rights being removed. And so there's this real thing about real life heroes and how they are helping and when you put a a marvel cartoon in that is supposed to be all this you know picture of everything 
you know, sexy, you know, has all these powers, has all these things. These are, un, you know, un, you can't meet these expectations. And I'll, I'm trying to get to my point, but my main thing is that when we try to put someone in a, in a, in a place of that much expectation, that's ourselves. Like that puts us in a place that we can't do. It yeah. just keeps taking up away from us. You it, know? it reminds like me of the skills part thing that we talked about earlier. Like, are you going to love me for the things I can do for you? Or are you going to love me for who I am? Like, you know, which is not the skills or what I can do for other people or who I can save. It's just for my energy, right? Or whatever that is. Um, yeah. So, and I, yeah, I think what I really want is more people to be real about their vulnerabilities and help them figure out where they're going with their path of like, if your path is to say, I'm here to serve, then are you, are you serving yourself first? Because you have to be able to take care of yourself, healthy boundaries, um, knowing who you are in your own skin. And, and so the, the next level is not to jump up to wonder woman, right? There's a, there's a whole other way of getting there into that metaphor. We need to really look at what that metaphor is for. You know, where we empower ourselves, you know, that's important for me. I, I just, I don't know how to get on my soapbox about that. I find that, you know, it's just drawing ourselves into more of these, like, I have to say, no, I can't do all that. Yes. I'm, I'm too, I, I, I'm not able to do my bandwidth is only so big. Right. And you have to be honoring of that. Right. Absolutely. And, And I really think women are having, you know, have to be really cognitive of, you know, we don't want to be held back. Like, okay, if I'm traveling, I don't want to be caught back. My parents views about a woman can't travel by herself. Right. So this is a great inspiration to watch you say, you know, you can travel by yourself and you can have fun and you can date. And, you know, these old theories do fall to the wayside, but I also want to make sure we're not being too unrealistic about, who we are as women in this world about we're serving. Okay, well, serving <clears> means, <throat> hey, I need to make sure I got enough energy before I yes. go out and take yeah. out, you know. And, and does it, and, and does I, it matter that we do. can do all that stuff? Does it really matter? Yes. You know? I, yes. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, when I first quit my job and went to Europe, that was me serving. Because the truth mm-hmm. is, I the reason I did that at the age of 37 Um, is because I was exhausted. I was working around the clock, just trying to afford a life in New York. And I was Wonder Woman. I was a personal trainer, a kettlebell instructor, yoga instructor. Look, I have my own apartment. I'm pretty. You know, I mean, like I'm going on (laughs) dates. Like I'm happy because we have to be happy, you know. And Mm -hmm. I was a hot mess on the inside. And I, I was so busy trying to be this person. I couldn't even see the angles anymore. So I finally just took a moment and said, I need to leave. And I removed myself because I realized I was no good to anyone. Now, I don't have kids. I didn't have a mortgage or a husband. I could do that. And I'd saved up some money. You know, I understand not all women can do that. Um, And what's interesting, so I came back uh, from Europe in three months. I had no money because I spent it all. I had fun. I mean, I had so much fun getting into that debt. It was great, you know. <laughs> and so here I am, 37, moving back. I have no man. I moved in with my mother. I had no money. Like, I had to go back to my job. And, you know, I was putting my life back together. And certain people said to me, well, I don't know why you went off and did that. Your life was perfectly fine before. Oh, wow. Uh-oh. 
they believed it. They, yeah. they saw the outside and they believed what they made it. Whereas on the inside, I couldn't even see the angles of my life anymore. I couldn't even see my joy. Yeah. I didn't know what my unhappiness was of me and what was of the environment. And when I took myself out of the environment, I could look in and say, okay, I don't like this creation, but I do like this creation. And how yeah. am I going to put it back together? But it's interesting, others looking in said, well, I don't know why you did that. You had a great life before. Uh, so you have to actually be brave enough to be subject to the judgments of others when you mm -hmm. underwoman yourself. When you yeah. take Oh, yeah, I like that. Actually, the crap. I, mean, yeah. I was 37. I moved back in with my mom, and some of some people in New York in my New York life looked at me like, "You are an unbelievable failure. How yeah. could you?" And and yeah. I had to be okay that from whatever you story you've told yourself that you think I'm a failure and you're judging me. And my mother's friends were like, "Your daughter's living with you again." I actually unwondered woman myself and said, I need a minute here. I yeah. need a minute here. To find yeah. yourself. You had to find Jackie. Yeah. It was, I mean, and people judge. When I wrote my book and wrote about the, the some of the blaring mistakes I've made, people judge and say, I can't believe you wrote that. But you know what? That story helps someone. And again, if you need to judge my tell-all, I can't own that. So that mm -hmm. that was me on Wonder Womaning, and um, and I think serving is different. And people know on the inside, yeah. you know, I'm meant to serve in this space now, and now I need to retreat so I can serve yeah. one day. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, that's important. Um, I agree. And I understand not all women can retreat, and I have a lot of compassion for that. Um, but sometimes retreats are um, working with a coach, a therapist, um, right. talking to a good friend, taking a vacation, just something, mm -hmm. you know, getting a sitter, you know, whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. Well, you talk about retreats. You just did one. And uh, tell us a little bit about that yes. and uh, any, in, any upcoming uh, retreats that you're going to be uh, hosting in the near, near future. Okay, cool. Um, yes, I, I work with a company called Tropical Fit. And uh, with my colleague, Marissa, and our retreat was in Rincon, Puerto Rico. And we surfed, and all the beginners learned to surf. It was really great. Uh, I teach yoga. I also teach a dance class called Groove, which is basically dance for everyone. And my colleague, Marissa, does boot camp. So we sort of include everything in fitness, surfing, dance, yoga. Uh, we cook for you. <laughs> and nice. it's a lot of fun. Um, we, I, we didn't realize, but it sort of happened that everyone had their own personal wellness breakthroughs and, and mental block breakthroughs. And Puerto Rico was just a great time. We danced. Um, and then I believe we will have one coming up in the Canary Islands in the fall. But the details are not up yet. But if you go to my page, JackieBlake.com, and click on retreats, you'll see what's coming up. Cool. Oh, that's great. That's, that's awesome. great. And I, and I, I think the combining of dance and learning how to – uh, to uh, surf are um, two things that people are really afraid to do because they know yes. they don't do well at. <laughs> and if you get that, you know, in the beginning, you know, you got to get, you got to just try it on and do it. But I think you got to try it on. And we create an environment that you don't feel stupid. Okay? That's good. <laughs> like, everybody, everybody's just or you could, on yeah. Maybe feeling stupid yeah. is okay sometimes, right? That's okay. That's okay. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe or, everyone feels stupid together. That's you know? right. <laughs> but it's an yeah. invitation to say, you know, everyone's a beginner somewhere, and that is something that, you know, uh, you know, yeah. it, it was like, yeah, that sounds like an amazing trip. 
And so oh, Canary you. Island that's... sounds like it would be another wonderful place to go to and see. Yes. And, yes. Um, is there a, any other question, Allison, that you might have or do you? Uh... Um, I think I think it, we covered so much. It was such a great oh, conversation. Yeah, that was so much I, fun. I, Thanks, Jackie. I, the question. I, love you guys. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> this is just like we're talking... <laughs> Like we so just were. One of the things yeah. I, uh, we like to ask all of our um, our, uh, our um, guests is, how do you integrate uh, for yourself? Uh, what do you mean? Your life. What practices? How do you integrate anything? Your practice, anything that you do for yourself that helps you integrate. How do I? Well, well, let's say let's say example. Like, how did you integrate oh. parts of uh, the journeys of wisdom uh, into your life afterwards? Like, maybe an yeah, example of that. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Well, uh, that might be a loaded question. Gosh. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just rebound forever, but yeah, yeah. we did talk no, about so, it. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, so the journeys of wisdom stuff, I think something that clicked for me is how most of us walk around in a hypnotized state all the time. And um, personally, my own journey with that is that I was hypnotized to believe that no men found me attractive and that I was going to be single. And when John sort of dehypnotized me, I all of a sudden saw all these men checking me out. Um, but again, New York City is kind of a weird place to approach someone in public. Right. So maybe they're not approaching. And um, so how did I integrate all that? Gosh, um, I think, well, one way that I integrate myself, I have to in a big city, is I meditate every day. If I don't get that mm -hmm. stillness, and okay, so and here, here we'll bring it full circle. The stillness then helps me um, go into my head and see the stories I'm telling myself, i.e., when I was at the Marianne Williamson lecture last night. Um, and like I said, I've, I've actually not had a great time meeting guys in New York City because I don't know that I resonate with the values okay. of... Mm -hmm. um, and, and not that I don't resonate with diversity and open ideas. That's great. It's more um, achievement at all costs and workaholism oh, that I do not resonate right. with. Yeah. But in any case, so I went to Marianne Williamson and I saw this girl with her cute boyfriend and then this girl with her cute boyfriend and then like a group of guys over there. And I'm like, how did she meet? How did she meet that? And I'm like, where have all these guys? And then I'm like, she has a boyfriend and you don't and she and look at all you should have sat in that group of men and I am just beating myself up I should be listening to Marianne and I'm going on and on in my mind but because of the meditation practice I'm like Jackie you're making up a ridiculous story right now kicking your own behind for no like if you were meant to be sitting in that group of men you would be okay right. yes yeah. yes but, you know she's with that guy because she's supposed to be you know so, um, yeah, just looking at the tall tales that I get into and whether or not they're true, where they come from, and just sort of sitting back and laughing and saying, Jackie, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. We all That's need that awesome. voice. <laughs> if your listeners would like my free report, uh, you can go to my website, JackieBlake.com, and sign up. I have a free video there called top five tips for using dating apps and not losing your mind. Okay. <laughs> nice. I like that. So if you want my tips, just sign up for my newsletter. And for anyone that would like to do coaching, if you come to me and say that you heard me on Integrate Yourself, I would like to give you a 50% off coupon for your first coaching session. Cool. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I know 
lots of dating people will be calling because oh yeah definitely I, take I just... take jackie up on that that's a huge that's a really good offer actually let's some adventures yeah, yeah. yeah. 50% off your first coaching session so right. um, but yeah you have to send me send me an email say that you heard me on integrate yourself cool and that is how you can take advantage all right well you yeah. we really are uh, fabulous i mean it's been fabulous talking with you and I'm so honored to have gotten to know you and even to stay in a house with you and get to know you even more. Thank you. Yeah. So hopefully I feel the same. Come back and do this again. And, um, and so we'll just close the show and say thank you again. And Allison, uh, it's always been a pleasure. So thanks. All right. Thanks so much. You guys guys. love you. Love you too. Love you too. (laughs) Kisses. Thank you to our listeners. You guys rock. And we unfortunately do not have the video to this podcast. We had some technical difficulties during this recording. So what we're going to do is I release the audio, obviously, and then I'm going to uh, then release. Uh, we're going to redo the video. And, of course, it will be a different podcast because it won't be exactly the same. But it'll be kind of cool because you'll see two versions of Jackie. So I'm going to release the, the video um, later in July. And um, But for now, uh, we're going to just uh, let you hear more about Jackie. And then you can see her on YouTube later this July. So thank you so much for listening. Again, if you want to support the podcast, uh, please support us by subscribing on iTunes. You can give us a great review. That would really, really help us get out there more to more people. And as well, you can find Maya and I on YouTube. Uh, I would be under Allison Plow. Maya is under Maya Gottlieb. And you can also see a lot of our other podcasts on uh, the video version on YouTube, as well as I have tons of exercises that I provide on YouTube that I help people with. Uh, just basically, I'm just replicating what, what a lot of the things that I, I help my clients with, just a very basic foundational type of stuff that would really be great for, for anybody. It's pretty much for anybody who wants to build a foundation for your movement, whether you're a runner, whether you're a climber, or anything else that you want to do it's pretty much going to support that kind of activity. So definitely check it out. And uh, we will talk to you next time.